This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Shrink Chicks. I'm Emily Beerley. And I'm Jennifer Chaikin. And we're licensed marriage and family therapists and owners of the therapy group. We're on a mission to make therapy and therapeutic topics more relatable and accessible. So stay tuned, because in order to grow yourself, you gotta know yourself. Hi, Jen. Hi, Em. How are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? <laughs> Not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm great. You're not good. No, no. <laughs> you've been be you've fine. been displaced for a while. Yeah, You're it's in been a long time. Like moving I'm, situations. I'm just it's just a lot of change yes. that feels never ending. Mm-hmm. So there are days where I'm better than others, and today isn't what I was honestly doing. Okay, and then I went to get um, coffee this morning. And I was going to do a U-turn, which, of course, was illegal where I was doing it. <laughs> and a random pedestrian yelled at me. <laughs> well, they caught you. I just don't like when random what pedestrians yell at me. They were like, they, they didn't really yell. They like pointed. They like, they were like pointed to the no U-turn sign. <laughs> yes, but Jen, it's because it's just you and that one other person who live in that town. That's what I'm saying. It's like, what's going to happen if I do this U-turn? How right many now? other like, cars literally, were out in your small no town? One, you're in? No, no one. So I'm like, I am going to be a real badass, and I'm going to break the law today. Yes, I'm going to do this U-turn when no one is around, and the pedestrian was not happy with yeah. me. Well, they so, showed you. They showed you me. Got so that out. really, that really, you know, kicked kicked my day off, you know. But things are looking up. I'm seeing your gorgeous, beautiful face. And tell me, well, let's let's you know what's mixed up. What's your favorite holiday? Izzy asked. I need to think about this. You go first. You know what? <laughs> you don't know. Either. Well, because I'm not. So keep in mind, I am not religious at all. So for me, Neither when I say I. a holiday it has nothing to do with the religion aspect. I just have to say that right now. Yeah. I fucking like Easter, man. I like the eggs. I like the egg hunt. I like bunnies. <laughs> I like Christmas, too. I just feel like it's a, the like actual holiday season. Thanksgiving, Hanukkah, Christmas yeah. together is actually a tremendous amount of pressure. Yeah. I don't feel like that at all with Easter. Yeah. And so, like, for me, Easter is just, like, cool to watch an egg hunt. So, like, I'm, okay. I dig Easter. Okay. Now that you say that, I'm also not religious. Yes. But <laughs> I think my favorite favorite holiday is Yom Kippur. <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Yes. Oh, wait. Is that the one? The one <laughs> where you fast. And I'll tell you what. I don't fast. I yeah, don't it fast is Kippur, yeah. at all. However, <laughs> what does happen is when you break the fast. Everyone's you eating. Eat, and you eat bagels for dinner. You know, you can just do that any day of the week. Yeah, I know. But it's just like every it's like a celebration of like eating bagels for dinner, you know, and like who wouldn't want that? No, that's so it is so true. Like, it's so lovely. I don't know if anyone would else would say that was their favorite. Wait, but is it Rosh Hashanah that's apples and honey? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like apples and honey. I do like me too, but not as much as bagels for dinner. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. So like has nothing to do with religion, but I would say that's what it is. Thank you, Izzy. Pam had asked, and what's your what's one of your irrational fears? Do you have one? I have so many. <laughs> Try to choose. Try to choose which one. I think my biggest, uh, you know, growing up, I had a real fear of natural disasters, oh. which I don't know how irrational that is. Yeah. Climate change is probably not that irrational anymore. Right, right. Um, 30 years ago, mom- it probably was. Maybe not so much. And I, I think it comes from when there was a lightning storm. My mom... <sighs> oh. 
was very anxious and she used to tell us <laughs> to <laughs> put on rubber shoes and run to the basement. Yeah. And believe it or not, our house actually got struck by lightning. <laughs> she wasn't wrong. She wasn't. And so like her very rational fear actually came true. I mean, it ended up being fine. The house didn't catch on fire. We like ran over over to my neighbor's house. But it was it was a wild experience. Isn't that crazy? I don't think I knew that story. Yeah. You, you know, we're learning new things about we're each other every new day. Things. Wow. All right. Um, mine is something biting my fucking vagina in the toilet. Like mine oh, is, yeah, yeah it's like the that. snake or a scorpion or like the, we don't, we live in Pennsylvania. There's no scorpions. Um, but my thing is totally something comes out of the toilet and bites me. Do you, do you hover because of that? <laughs> um, no, I don't hover. I, I make no hard. precautions Hovering's for this sweet. irrational fear. <laughs> Hoverings too hard. No, yeah, there's no. I guess also sometimes I told you we talked about this before. The movie The Strangers. I was in high school. Oh. I've never that movie did severe damage to me, and so now yeah. I have a fear, like at night, especially if I'm like letting the dogs out, that there's going to be somebody in the window. So that's oh, a little that's bit. So I think scary. from that fucking movie. That movie really. That yeah. honestly, that movie was scary. Yeah. Scary movies don't really get me, Ugh. but like that movie really, really. You know, like, was. I can't watch any, like, for me, like, a scary movie is, like, James and the Giant Peach. Like, I'm like, that peach is too big. <laughs> I don't like that. I mean, that that peach was too absurdly big. big. It's too yeah. big. I mean, I don't know if it would scare me, but it was insane. It was That was an insane peach. I agree. Um, but, <laughs> hey, you're listening to this episode, and we're pretty darn close to the holidays. So we're going to do a holiday Q&A today. But I just want to start out by saying this. Whatever the season is for you, that is okay. There is a lot of pressure around the holidays that you um supposed to feel a certain way or do certain things. And for a lot of us, the holidays are actually an incredibly grief-filled yeah. experience. So yeah. I want to start out by saying if you are not in the holiday spirit today, that is a-okay. If you're feeling stressed around this, if you're feeling overwhelmed, um, if you have financial pressure this time of year and feel like you have to be giving to others and all of these different stuff, worried about comments of what you're eating. I just want to let you know we're thinking about you and um, it is what it is this year and you're going to get through this or you're going to have a wonderful time and it could be everything in between. The reason why we say this is because so many people experience emotions other than joy during the holidays and we're inundated with commercials, with movies, with that are showing us this picture perfect family of here are what the holidays look like. And here's what joy, you know, you're supposed to feel this. And it's this like warm joy, love. And when you're seeing that and you're not feeling it, your grief or your pain can get even bigger because we start to say, well, why aren't I feeling that? Like, is something wrong with me? And something is not wrong with you. So many people experience difficult emotions during the holidays. Um, and so even if you're not seeing it on TV or you're not seeing it on Instagram, social media, it doesn't mean that you're alone. Other people are going through it too. And so just know that there's nothing wrong with you and do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself during the holidays. Mm -hmm. And that beautifully brings us into our first question. The grief of losing that childhood joy of the holidays as an adult. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when you're a kid, 
depending on your family. For a lot of kids, uh, the um, holidays are super cool and exciting. Even, yeah. you know, it's such a, even at school, they're like so hyped up about holidays. Yes. And I'm like, man, it's like we got fucking like three. Like, I feel like December 1st, my kid's coming home talking about the, about the holidays. I'm like, shh. Tone it down. Um, <laughs> puts the pressure on high. But it is. As a child, right, it feels a lot more magical. As an adult, it feels like a tremendous amount of pressure often. And so I wonder if, one, you can allow yourself to feel that grief while also looking for the shining parts as an adult. And it, they might not be as big and they might not be as magical, but they're there. And what do you have to transition that into to find a small bit of joy and magic as an adult? I also love the idea of looking at what was it about the holidays that felt really joyful for you as a child, right? Was it, oh, I'm getting surprise presents? Was it, oh, you know, I'm with my family, everyone's at whatever it is. If there's any pieces of that, that you can look at and say, are there ways in which I can give that to myself? I think as an adult, we're so focused on like, how do I buy for other people? How do I take care of other people? Which is beautiful. And But I think it's also important to think about like, what is it that I can give to myself during this holiday season? Um, are there ways that I can spark some joy for myself? What do I need? Do I even need the gift of taking a little pressure off myself of buying every single person in the family a gift, right? Can I, what are the things that I can give to myself this holiday season? Because I think as an adult, there's a lot of pressure on and focus on other people. And so I think finding the balance in that is really important. We are so excited to share our newest sponsor with you all, Hungry Root. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality groceries and simple, healthy recipes delivered to your door. The team at Hungry Root just sent me a new box full of amazing stuff. It was literally like I was opening a present going through it. Seeing what was inside and trying everything was just so thrilling. In my Hungry Root box was chicken salad, veggies, dumplings, shakes, cookies, and so much more. My favorite thing I tried was the drumroll donuts. I highly recommend them. The ordering process could not have been more simple. You take a fun, short quiz and Hungry Root will get to know your personal health goals, what you like to eat, the kitchen appliances you use, and more. Then they'll build you a personalized cart with all of your grocery needs for the week and give you delicious recipe recommendations to put those groceries to good use. Hungry Root will recommend recipes and groceries based on your personal tastes, but each order is fully customizable. Take their suggestions or choose anything you want. They've got fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, health snacks, sweets, ready-to-eat meals, and much more. Hungry Root has made my daily meal prep so much easier. The mental load of grocery shopping is exhausting, and Hungry Root gives me back that mental energy. Right now, Hungry Root is offering Shrink Chicks listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks to get 40% off your first delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash Shrink Chicks. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. 
When bloggers or influencers post their outfit links, nine times out of 10, I click on it and immediately exit because the price is bananas. It wasn't until recently that I clicked on something expecting it to be the usual out of my price range sweater and it was under $60 at Quince. Quince has become my ultimate destination for luxury essentials that won't break the bank. Let me tell you about some of the gems I found at Quince, from their 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters starting at just $50, to their washable silk tops and dresses, organic cotton sweaters, and stunning 14 karat gold jewelry. Quince offers a range of high quality items at prices that are truly within reach. And here's the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Yes, you heard that right. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the middleman passing the savings on to us. I recently got my hands on one of their washable silk tops and let me tell you it has become a staple in my wardrobe. Not only is it incredibly versatile, I've worn it to work, out with friends, and even dressed it up for a date night, but the quality is unmatched. Give yourself the luxury you deserve with Quince. Go to quince.com slash shrinkchicks for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's q-u-i-n-c-e dot com slash shrinkchicks to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash shrinkchicks. You know, somebody had written in and written about, I'm struggling financially, how to not feel guilty to compare that I can't give my kids what I wish I could. Mm. I want to say that children want their parents. Children want memories. They might not say that. <laughs> they might say, I want that Nintendo, right? Is Nintendo a thing anymore? I don't fucking know. I don't know. You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> I'm like, they want that Furby. Um, <laughs> I wanted a Furby so bad. And then I got one. They're horrifying. Eventually. And they don't stop talking. No. And you shove them in your closet and you take the batteries out and they're still yeah, talking. Too scary. And it just Absolutely too scary. Okay, keep going. Keep um, going. And so your children might say they want things. But I want to tell you this. There are so many ways to give children a magical experience that are not financially tapping you out. You spend an evening cutting out. Remember those, you know, you fold the paper and you cut out a little snowflake. Yeah, that was fun. If you put those all over your house with your kids, that is going to bring them more joy to wake up to than that stuff. And so the guilt, I think you have to say, is that. I want more for my kids, sure, but stuff does not matter the way we think yeah. it does. And I believe that it is a beautiful thing to give your children to walk away from an over um, an over physical items thing, right? Like when we overindulge yeah. our children, that actually does not give kids the right tools. So giving kids shit is actually not the best parenting thing we can do. Yeah. So the one guilt I want to take away from you is that there is a better way to do this that includes spending time with your children, giving them magic in other ways, and tell yourself that, yes, it might be the finances that are changing this, but could there be some good in that? Yeah. Have you heard of... um Elf on a Shelf. Is this like something everyone knows about? Everyone knows about <laughs> Elf on a Shelf. And mm-hmm. every fucking day. So we don't have an Elf on the Shelf. Isn't there, is there a mensch on a bench? <laughs> there is a mensch on a bench. <laughs> um, we don't have an Elf on a Shelf or a mensch on a bench. And I don't have anything because you're supposed to like move it every night. I think it's a little bit excessive. But now every kid in school has it. And so my daughter desperately wants this Elf on a Shelf. So I ordered one. It's wow. 50 fucking dollars on Amazon. It Maybe it's okay. higher because it's closer to the holidays right now. Yeah. I just ordered it. It's 50 fucking dollars. Comes with a book. And I bought it. I haven't put it out yet. My plan is actually to set it up this weekend for her to wake up to because she keeps asking for it. And I told her that I sent um, a message into Santa to request one. 
Because somebody gave me the really good idea to say, like, if you don't want to get your kids one, like, listen, like, there's only so many elves to go around. Um, And so other kids have to grow out of the elves before one comes to your house. And so that's that's what I told her. Beautiful. But yeah, it's a lot of work. And that's the thing is you see these other families doing it. But that means every night you move this elf because that's the thing is that they're like awake at night and they tell Sansa. So the reason why I bring it up is because I think that that, right, I mean, it sounds like it's expensive. Who knew? But that's an example of an experience that you're giving your child where they're waking up and they're seeing this and it's something that's really exciting for them. Even if you can't buy the elf on a shelf, like, can you make one? (laughs) Can you make one yourself? Right? I think that that's something you can choose a different um, stuffed animal. Right. I think there are ways to be creative with it and to give your children experiences that don't necessarily come with things um, or come with buying more. So I can tell you this. I there are very few Christmas mornings I can remember from my childhood. Wow. But what I can remember, like, you know, like of toys, like you can sit here and say, like, what's the best present you've ever gotten? Like, I don't think I can answer that question. But what I do remember is that every Christmas dinner. My grandmother had this, there's something called a peppermint pig that's like an old tradition. Do you know about this? No. It's like a big piece of peppermint that's shaped like a pig and you put it in this red bag and it comes with a little mini hammer and every person goes around and hammers the pig and then you like take a piece out. I will remember that until the day I die. That tradition of that tiny fucking pig. Couldn't tell you a gift. Okay, so that's that is really important, right? That you're remembering experiences, right? These like cool creative experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't necessarily have to do with things. I always feel a nagging sense of anxiety around the holidays. I first attributed it to college finals and working long hours in retail, but those days are far behind me and I still feel super anxious. How can I get out of the mindset holidays are stressful? First, let me say, if you have been in experiences throughout your life, especially as your brain was developing too, your your brain might start to develop connections of, oh, it's the holidays and this is a stressful time for me. So your brain starts firing these anxious signals to you when it starts to see these other things that you used to associate with. This was a really stressful time. Um, So it makes sense, right? That you're starting to feel more anxiety around the holidays. I also notice, you know, whether we're on social media, whether we're watching TV, we're also inundated with so many commercials of like, buy this, do this. There's a lot of like demand to do something, right? And to be active and get something and buy more things and, you know, call someone, send a card, you know, there's, there's just so much pressure, I think, that comes with this time of year. Great time to take and a break from social media. There it is. There <laughs> it is. But I think that to sit down and ask yourself, like, what is, talk to yourself about your anxiety. What's coming up for me right now? What is my fear? What's the stress that's coming up? Is it tied to these past experiences? Is it necessarily what's coming up in this moment right now? And and I would really separate out where is this anxiety coming from? Is it history or is it is it stuff I'm experiencing in the present moment? And I think that with anxiety, because it's so uncomfortable, so often we say, I don't want to feel this. I don't want to feel this. How do I not feel this? When instead of trying to push it away, 
we greet it and say, well, what's going on here, right? Ask yourself some questions about it because when you try to push it away and say, I need to be happy, I need to not feel stressed, your anxiety is just going to come on stronger. So greet yourself with curiosity and say, well, what's this anxiety about? What am I feeling? And are there specific times that the anxiety is triggered more? Is it when I'm at the mall, you know, because retail is triggering this for me? Is it when I'm talking to family members? Is it, what is it, what is this bringing up? When is it coming up for me? And how do I try to understand where it might be coming from today? And then I want you to say, well, what what is it that I can do to give to myself during this time as opposed to saying, I need to not feel stressed. If I am feeling stressed, how do I nurture myself through this stress? How do I take care of myself through this as opposed to saying, well, I don't want to feel this way. That's going to lead you to more safety and ability to be able to comfort yourself during this time than saying, how do I just not feel this? Mm-hmm. Grief and loss around the holidays. For many people, the holidays are very difficult, especially if there's new loss. Yeah. First holidays without someone, holidays after a breakup, even second, third, right? To sit around at um, Christmas dinner and know that there was someone missing, someone you love. We want their, that includes pets. Yeah. Right? So you might have to take breaks. You might have to be really aware of what your capacity is and what you need to take care of yourself. You need a tremendous amount of attunement during this time of year. Yeah. I think if you have places that you feel safe to, to be honest about the feelings, right? So, you know, so often during the holidays, we'll be seeing people we haven't seen in a while. Um And they might say like, hey, how are you doing? And I think the default answer is always, oh, I'm good. Like, how are you? And as opposed to jumping to default answer, you can be very honest and authentic if you're feeling safe in those conversations and in those environments to just be like, hey, it's, it's been really hard. You know, I no longer have this person with me, but I'm working through it. And I think the more that you can connect your internal self with your external self, it also gives you that space to be able to grieve because the more that we push it away and we, we feel like we have to put on a face and pretend like we're doing okay, the lonelier you're going to feel in those environments. And the more you do that over and over and over again, the more that loneliness will build. So even if you're just mentioning it and in, in these small moments and connecting your internal world externally, I think the more it gives you the opportunity to reach out to others and it gives other people the opportunity to be there for you, even just in those small moments. Skeptical about custom beauty? I get it. My feet is flooded with customize this and personalize that, all promising to fix my fine lines and thinning hair, but when pro says custom, they actually mean it. It's no gimmick. Your formula couldn't exist without you. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. They get personal. Pros covers everything from your concerns to your age, exercise, and stress levels in order to uncover what's impacting your hair and skin health. They asked me about my hair loss being genetic in my family, how long it takes for my hair to get oily after 
after a wash, what products and tools I use to style my hair, and even my zip code to understand how the water hardness, UV index, and cold dry winter in Philly might be impacting me. Next, they recommended a full routine of truly personalized products, which were only produced after I placed my order. Nothing pre-mixed, nothing off the shelf. Since I switched to pros, I've noticed my hair is so much softer, shinier, and fuller. I keep getting asked if I got a blowout from the salon. But don't just take my word for it. In a third-party double-bind dermatologist-supervised clinical controlled study, aka the gold standard in research studies, pros prove that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. Try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or get your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering my listeners an exclusive trial offer so you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash shrinkchicks. That's P-R-O-S-E dot com slash shrinkchicks for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash shrink chicks say goodbye to the cheap razor era my friends it's time to treat your body to the premium shave it deserves with athena club em and i just got back from an amazing trip to the caribbean to celebrate our 10-year anniversary of our practice the therapy group and in haste of packing because yours truly is a packing procrastinator i forgot my athena club razor at home and had to resort to using a subpar flimsy razor that left my skin feeling anything but smooth a mistake i will never make again the athena club hype is real the shave is seriously the smoothest I've ever experienced, and that is especially evident after having to use another razor in its absence. Aside from the amazing smoothness, let me tell you why Athena Club's razor kit is a must-have in your self-care routine. First off, can we talk about the price? At just $10, it's an absolute steal. But don't let the price fool you. This razor packs a serious punch. It comes with a beautifully made ergonomic handle and two super sharp razor heads that deliver an incredibly smooth shave every time. Plus, with the included magnetic hook, storage is a breeze. No more dealing with gooby blades or unexpected midnight shower crashing sound surprises. And the quality of the shave is top notch. Those five precision engineered blades glide effortlessly, leaving you a silky smooth skin every time. Plus, the water-activated serum and built-in skin guards ensure a comfortable irritation-free shave. Are you ready to upgrade your shaving experience? Switch to the best razor on the market and show your skin you care with Athena Club. Head over to athenaclub.com to try their award winning razor and body products and get 20% off your first purchase with code shrinkchicks at checkout. You can also find Athena Club razors at your local Target store. Trust me, you won't look back. Happy shaving. Somebody said um, how to manage when family members are fake on holidays. That's hard, right? So you're sitting here and you just gave out very good advice about having your insides match your outsides. And then the question is, well, what about when that doesn't fucking work? I'm la- I'm laughing because I I just thinking about myself personally and how I have such a, a re- like I want everyone to put everything out on the table at all times. Like I would just like everyone to like say how they feel and like like I don't like dancing around things. I'm just laughing about myself personally how. I I might call it out in like a small way. I don't know if the, I'm not saying that's the right thing to do, but I think it depends. <laughs> don't take this advice necessarily. Don't take guys. this advice. I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. I was thinking about myself personally because yeah. also everyone's family dynamics are yeah. different. Um, there's there's more safety for me to do that. People will like laugh and joke about things. Um, 
But I think the question isn't necessarily about the other person being fake. I think it's about how does it affect you when other people around you are being fake? What does it bring up for you? I think we're also talking about then maybe the importance of processing afterwards. And I'm not even just saying processing with other people. Sometimes it's processing with yourself and or through journaling and written word of like, what did I just experience? Like, why was that sort of that was just something um, I got even from my doula when I had my birth that she was like, let's talk through what just happens here. And I was like, oh, yeah, there's that thing that nurse said to me. And she's like, yeah, that was pretty fucked up. Right. (laughs) Um, But at the time, you're like focusing on something else. You're on survival in any of these like high stress situations. And so I'm wondering what it would be like for you to process afterwards. Yeah. Right. But somebody did say, can you please share some pre-holiday gathering mantras? So first, what I'm going to say is I am safe. For most of us, unless you are not, I'm not talking about that. If you're unsafe situation, we always want you to get the care you need. Call an emergency support line. But if you're actually physically safe, right, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to survive this. So no matter, even if some motherfucker makes some comment about food and I'm struggling, I'm going to, I can walk out of here and hold on to my recovery. Yeah, I can walk out of here and I can be okay after this and really re-regulating and talking down your nervous system. Yeah. And maybe I'm not responsible for other people's Mm. emotional reactions. I'm not responsible for other people's emotions. The only person I am responsible for is me. And I get to decide what I do with my emotions and what I do with my boundaries. I have complete control over what I do with my boundaries. And that includes taking physical space if you need it. That includes saying, hey, that really hurt my feelings. And so I think that reminding yourself of the emotional and physical boundaries that you're able to set between other people and yourself. And I think that's you know, it it brings up a lot of these questions. It's like, you're spending so much time with family. And that can be really reactivating for us is to spend that much time with family. We don't, we don't always spend that much time with them. And a lot of the times it brings, we we regress. It pulls us back into this like childlike self or um, things that we experienced growing up and it brings it back to the surface. And so, I think that the person who asked this question, what do I do if someone's fake? Um, My guess is that like you've experienced this before. Otherwise, you wouldn't ask us the question. (laughs) And so I think another question is like, what have you done in the past when someone has been fake? What does that bring up for you? And is there anything that you want to do differently this year? Are there ways in which you have handled that that haven't been working for you? And are there things that you want to do to change that response to other people being fake? Do you want to say something? Do you want to step out of the room? Do you just think about, is there anything that I want to do differently? Because you can't control whether that other person is fake or whether they're authentic. What you can control is what you do with that. Mm -hmm. Dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. You got it. (laughs) You got it. You go first. Okay, balancing what I want versus what my partner wants from holiday holiday celebration. We're gonna choose that one. That was the exact one I was gonna choose. <laughs> okay, we're so, both the dealers. So, um, first we're gonna always talk about meeting our partner with kindness and curiosity. So, one having the conversation and not making assumptions. So, the first thing I 
do is make sure everyone's in a good headspace. And we're not going to do it the night before the holiday. We're going to do it ahead of time. We're going to have a warm cup of tea. We're going to get snuggled in a comfy situation. And we're going to talk like grown-ass fucking adults. There it is. <laughs> what is What would give you joy this holiday season? What would give me joy? Um, and how do we work these two worlds in together? Focus on what you want, not what you don't want. Right? Yes. You automatically go in and say, you want to know what? I don't want to deal with your fucking mother. It's very different than me saying, I want to walk out of that dinner feeling like you and I are a team. Yeah. Those are two different ways to approach and how, the situation. And how do we get there? And how right? do we get there? Right. I think this is a big question, depending on how far into your relationship you are, right? How long you've been together is that every, every couple comes to a point where they have to decide, right? You know, I had this tradition growing up. You had this tradition growing up. What are we going to build together? Mm. And what happens is that you have to create something new that blends those two together or balances what you both want, that can be really hard to negotiate because what it means is that you both are having to give up something too. You're gaining something new. But I think what comes with that is this grief of letting something old go that no longer will your holidays look like they once did because you're having to create something new with your partner. And that's a really beautiful thing. But at the same time, it comes with letting certain things go, things that you really cherished. And so I would say, what's the fear of letting some of those things go? And what are those things that you're thinking that you're going to have to give up mm -hmm. in order to negotiate this with your partner? And if there's a fear of, of letting those things go or giving those things up, are there ways to incorporate it into this new tradition that you're building with your partner. Sometimes that takes years to figure out. It takes years of going through this holiday. So if if this is your first holiday, really navigating this with your partner, if it's your second, just know that this is something that takes time and something you can figure out over time about what this looks like. Yeah, I was thinking about, you know, the, the idea we talk about from our family of origin of um, take what works and leave the rest. Yeah. Right. And so something as simple of here is what I really cherish and value. Yeah. But also you have to hear what your partner really cherishes and values. And I know that's hard when you first create your new family that you're working towards. There is a grief in that, that like, yeah. I'm not going to spend my whole Christmas tradition or my whole holiday tradition the same way. And so you might have to give yourself a little space to be like, wow, this is Horace. This is the first year that I'm not doing the first night of Hanukkah with my parents. I usually would. I'm going somewhere else. And so you're going to have to make something and it's going to be a little challenging to do that. And that's why I'm also saying that you and your partner um, need to be on the same team to handle that transition. No one really preps you for that change no. when you get into a long-term relationship. Well, that's you know, why like, you should marry someone of a different religion. <laughs> right? Which is what well, you it did. literally is it's the easiest thing ever. The I'm easiest like, Christmas, way. Great. Where what are You're, we doing? Dude, how high I mean you have a tree now. How much do you love uh, your tree? I mean I don't right now, but I we threw it out. Oh. <laughs> why you loved it last year? I loved it. I loved it so much. Why'd you we throw, throw it out? We had to throw a lot out when we were we were going through our renovations. <laughs> but let me tell you. I loved that tree. It was you beautiful. Did. And but, you know, 
the, to to be able to to go to my husband's family's house to enjoy Christmas, it's it's there's such an ability to balance it. And you know, I I hear a lot of the time, a lot of the negotiation that happens is that during Thanksgiving you spend it with one partner's family and during Christmas you spend it with another the other partner's family and then you switch off every year right that I hear a lot of that negotiation coming yeah. on because the holidays are so close to each other mm-hmm. um and but yeah that's I think the simplest solution is marry someone of a different religion <laughs> really makes it Done. easy and you you get to experience different religions you know you there get you to go. experience different holidays that exposure yes exactly um okay I really like this question just because I'm really interested to see how we talk through this because I don't know the answer. How to handle the awkwardness of gift receiving? My mother-in-law gives huge gifts and expects huge reactions. Oh, so that's hard. That is so hard. Right? Imagine like being on the spot like that. That would be yeah. very challenging because you're then like, oh, like I'm performing. A hundred percent. Right? So I guess one thing is you could fake it. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, what would you do, Em? I would fake it, but you know me. Of course. But that's because I'm like, yeah, I keep my, but for some people, that's really uncomfortable. For me, I'm like, well, I'm fucking whatever. I'll dance for you all. (laughs) (laughs) I find it difficult. Like if somebody gives you like a pair of socks or some shit, right? You're like, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, like it's like sometimes. Let me tell you, I love socks. (laughs) I can't get enough. Can't get holes in them. Can't get enough socks. <laughs> um, so I feel like some, you know, it's such. Well, I don't know. What would you do? That's why. I, that's why I wanted to answer this question because I wasn't really sure. Okay, so so I guess I guess here's here's kind of a, a larger question on top of this question is sometimes gifts are actually for you, and sometimes getting gifts are actually for another person. <laughs> <laughs> if we're being honest, right? Like this gift that you're getting is clearly not really for you, Mm -hmm. right? This gift that you're getting is really a gift back to, it was it a mother-in-law or is it a mother? Who was that mother-in-law? Mother-in-law. This is a gift back. Your reaction is the gift to your mother-in-law. If you think about it like that, right? So I think you can think about, right? I think, I think we think everyone thinks about gifts kind of in the same way same way of like, mm-hmm. oh, when you're buying a gift, you're buying it for the other person. And this is for what they need, what they want. A lot of the times buying gifts is really so that the person can feel good about the fact that they got you something. Yeah. I love so, buying gifts. You know me. Yeah. yeah. You're so good at buying I gifts. I love buying gifts. What do you what do you like about it? I like giving people shit. I don't know. Yeah. I, I like shopping and I like uh, not having more stuff in my house. So I really get to do Do you care? Do you care about the people's reaction? Like if someone was like, like, oh, I don't really like this. Like, would that hurt you? I don't know. No one's ever said that to me. I don't. No, I no, no. Have you met me? I'd probably be like, oh, well, here's a gift for you. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I think you would just be like, I'll oh, take it anyway. Give it to someone yeah, else. That, <laughs> oh, that's what I would say. I would be like, oh, okay, well, now use it for a white elephant or yeah, something. Yeah. Right. Like, that's totally so, what I would do. I don't think because. I tried my best. Yes. That's how it feels. Exactly. Like, if you don't like it, there's nothing I can do. I thought you liked this gift. Guess I missed the mark. I'll try again next year. That's how I feel. Right. So you're not, like, hard on yourself. So I think that's that's a big... When someone's giving you a gift, right? Like, I think that the bigger question, too, is, like, what's your relationship like with your mother-in-law? You know, how does how does your mother, mother-in-law typically react to that? You feel them? pressured by her. There might be pressure. There might be some way that you need to take care of her. Mm-hmm. And so this 
might connect to a larger question of like, what does your relationship look like with your mother-in-law in general? Um, and so I also would want to know if you don't have a huge reaction, what happens? You know, if you don't freak out about the gift that she got you, like what will happen in your relationship? Does she talk to your partner about it? Does she come up and ask you questions about it? Does she like, what does that look like? Because I think that this gift giving might touch on some larger things in your relationship. Yeah. And then you have to decide Am I okay with that, right? Am I okay with the fact that when she gives me gifts, it's not really about me and it's really about her? And can I be okay with that? And is the gift I want to give back to her a reaction? Do I want to be really authentic and be like, thank you? Mm -hmm. No, we don't really need this. Like, but thank you so much. You know, there's, there are ways to go about it. Even if it's something that you're not excited about or you don't like, you can say, thank you. This was so thoughtful of you because it was, right? This is so thoughtful. I don't know if we're going to be able to use this, but I will figure it out, yeah. right? There's ways to be kind and authentic about it without freaking freaking out and having to perform. Um, are you ready for Dear Emma Jen? Of course. Oh, wow. Time flies always. Dear Emma Jen, how do you unlearn parentification in adult relationships or consciously break through the thought process? I'm a daughter to two addicts, and my mother was in prison for the majority of my life. I grew up incredibly fast, was always the caretaker, and needed to be hyper aware of the adult emotions around me to keep the peace. Now in my adult relationship, I'm so rigid with my thinking and always trying to fix, heal, etc. Because control was the only thing that made me feel safe. I am working as loving as they are and not overstepping the caretaking, but it is so hard. I'm afraid of letting go of that control will lead to disappointment and hurt. Oh, I want to hug this person. Yeah. So first of all, congratulations. First step is realizing how codependent you are. Right. And you said all this stuff, right? So when we talk about, you know, we've gone through this before. Insight, awareness, action. You have the insight. I think you have the awareness. It sounds like now we have to get to the action. You're going to have to try. And so I know that you are so fucking scared to do this differently. And it's going to take a lot of trial of doing it differently. But you already know it's the right way. And the risk of doing something new is you do give up the safety of what's worked. Yeah. And I think something that's really important to remember when you are learning how to unlearn parentification is that the love and care that you are pouring outwards towards others is the love and care that you needed as a child. And in order to break that pattern, it's essential for you to turn that love and care inward and to reparent yourself. You are giving others what you didn't receive growing up. And when you were younger, Giving that to others was your control. It was the only control you had was to try to give and take care of your parents. That was your survival mechanism. As an adult, that survival mechanism is no longer working for you. And so what I want you to do is take that love and care that you were pouring outwards and I want you to turn it inwards and say, how do I give to myself the things that I needed growing up and I wasn't receiving from adults in my life? 
And that's it for today's episode. We hope you have a wonderful holiday season in whatever that looks like. And if it's not feeling so wonderful, we hope you give yourself the peace and the gift to let it be what it is. We always ask you to rate, review, subscribe, follow on Apple Podcasts. Um, you can follow us at Shrink Chicks on Instagram. Um, you can buy our merch at shrinkchicks.com slash merch. You can check out our journal on Amazon Shrink Chicks Journal. Just write on into that search bar. Hey, if you are starting or wanting to move forward or switch it up in your healing journey, we would love to connect you with one of our amazing clinicians. You can check out thetherapygroup.com. Have a great, hello, sweet Nelly. Watch this video so you can see Jen's cutest cat in the entire world. We love you. We're thinking about you. And we can't wait to see you going into the new year. Don't forget that to grow yourself, you got to know yourself. We'll see you next week at Shrink Chicks. 